why didn't you um before we start? Why didn't you go to the uh, podcast summit in Florida? Why didn't I? Yeah, I never you knew know about talking it. about um no. social proof. Never heard of it. Maybe you, you could give me some uh, pointers on where I should go. I'm yeah, like, I, 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 will. I, I wouldn't mind. I just I will. You know, it's definitely never heard about it. Yes, yeah, today or yesterday? Nope, today. Yesterday and today. All right, ready? Yep. All right, let's get it. All right, my check, my check. Mortar Masters podcast, y'all's main of course. I got a special guest across from me, my man Z in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try. I said, nah, I ain't going to do I it. Think you should try it one time, one time for the people. But no, I forgot ahead. what you said now. <laughs> Zook. Nah, I ain't going to try it. <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to try it. I don't Zach drop your name is. up. Zacchaeus. It's either way. So it's the story behind that. My mom says Zacchaeus, right? That's how she pronounced it. But of course, there's a biblical song along the way. It says Zacchaeus was a wee little man. So people say Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. As long as you don't put an R in it, we're good. So I mean, what kind of name is it? Is it derived from like a... The Bible? It Bible? It's a biblical, okay. it's a biblical character, actually, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the Bible, what, what did that character do? So he was a guy who was a really wealthy man, and he actually, um, people would say like he would try to do all these crazy things. And then um, one day he just saw like Jesus, he climbed up the tree. He's a short guy. He was very short and small. You know, I'm not short. So like yeah. he um, climbed up the tree, and Jesus told him to uh, get down from that tree. And then he came, came down from the tree and changed his life and gave it to Christ. That's like a summary of it. You know, I'm not the person to read the Bible all the time, so I don't want no, no Bible folks out there to I, like. I just learned a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't last time. I seen the Bible today when I cleaned my car out, but other than yeah, that, yeah. I so I'm read like, it. You know, I go to church, you know, here and there. I'm a, you know, my pops is a pastor and stuff like that too as well. So, yeah, I well, don't want nobody coming at me. Let me ask, how I start my podcast off, and I don't know if you are familiar. I didn't really ask. Mm-hmm. I tried to go straight into it to yeah. not you know, uh, mm-hmm. ask too much, so I won't ask nothing on here. Okay. But uh, I try to always give somebody stories. So I talk about, you know, life and beginning and, okay. and how they got to where they at now. And then we start talking about, the you know, things that mattered and how you got from point A to point B to Z, no pun okay. intended, right? <laughs> All right. So um, I guess you start there. Like, uh, tell them where you're from, who you are, where you're from, like where you was born. Yep. So I am Zacchaeus Miles. I'm originally from North Augusta, South Carolina, across the river. And Augusta, Georgia. Clap yeah, it up, Augusta, Augusta, Georgia, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely Augusta. The CSRA, let's include everybody because my family is all over. Um, but what I do is um, I own an agency, a PR agency now, um, but I started off as a designer and stylist um, many years ago. Uh, just had a vision and a, a thing to create. Mm. And um, that's where I am. So, you know, I'm... You know, in my thirties, you know, early thirties, I'm still kind of young, but I feel really old. Oh, see, you you, you feel away about your age, don't you? You feel away about do. it because you I said do. early thirties. Yeah, early. I was at thirty-two anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what made you specify early? And what is early to you now? See, now that's, that's oh, that middle mark. Once you hit, because I used to joke with my mom when we was younger, and I'd be like, yeah, once you hit thirty-five or I think it was forty, you're old. And then like I feel like I'm getting close to that, so now I like kind of regret joking with her when I was younger. <laughs> Well, uh, talk talk about just being younger. Talk about being from uh, North Augusta, South Carolina. And, a, and what, what, what was that like? Yeah, so it's a beautiful experience. Um, you know, I um, grew up in North Augusta, attended, I graduated from, I attended North Augusta up until it's time for me to graduate. I graduated from Strong Thurman High School. And um, it's a culture that I can never uh, run away from. I came from a really large family um, and we are... Um, really supportive and, and the fact that like, you know, our cousin's so big and family's so big to where we all know each other. So it's always been a, a feeling of home mm-hmm. for me. Um, growing up in the South though, especially like in the 90s and early 2000s, 
um, you know, being a guy who loves to be creative and fashion and want to see the world, you didn't see that North Augusta. You kind of saw, you know, the many acres of land and, you know, uh, the little ATVs and all those little golf go-karts right. and stuff like that, right? Um, but I had a different experience than most. Um, I actually, my grandfather was really friends with a lot of great people in the area. So my experience was a little different than most here. Um, so it allowed me to open up my eyes to kind of like always be willing to explore and see more. And so, um, you know, I, I just, for me, living from, being from North Augusta, it's something that I always, one of the reasons why I always come back home to do something is because I always love the culture here. Um, I just want to see it help it elevate to a better experience. Like, like, like what school, like, how were you when you were younger? Like, I get where you were from, but, like, how were you? Like, were you a bad oh, kid? You want to go deep, kid? deep. Uh, no, I was I'm a trying good to get kid. a feel of who you are. I like yeah. the jacket, you know what I'm saying? Thank I see you. the fashion guy now, you thank know you, what I'm saying? You. But how, how, how you dress growing up? I was a nerd in school. I studied encyclopedias. I read a lot. I would do, like, the crossword puzzles from my grandmother's book. Um, I didn't play sports. Um, I was in marching band. I was a good kid. My mother kept us active to do things. You know, the uh, Idle Mind is a Devil's Workshop is what I grew up on, right? So Say that one time. An Idle Mind is a Devil's Workshop. Okay, okay. So when you're not doing nothing, it gives you room to do or for the enemy to come in try to do more. Okay, um, I kind of grew you. up in that mindset, right? So I always stay busy. Marching band, extracurricular activities. Took my first trip to DC when I was like in the seventh grade. Um, but and I love. I was a church kid too. I'm gonna put it out there. I was very churchy growing up. Um, and so that's how I was. Just so, played so around. Certainly speaking, you really should know that story of Z. You I really mean, should know. I know the story of Job. Job is one of my favorite. Biblical I like that. Characters. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, I didn't grow up in church, right? So I, I always tell yeah. a story to people. I don't mind being vulnerable in mm -hmm. here, but like. It was a story of, it's, I don't know the name, a story of Jacob and his brother or something like that? Or, oh, yep. Jake is a jealous brother. I don't yeah. know. Some of them, right? So it, it, we in school, it's a humanities class. Mm -hmm. And we didn't read the book yet. We just talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do these kids know about this story? And he didn't sign it to us to read yet. Yeah. And I realized then, I said, damn, I didn't go to church enough when I was a little <laughs> kid. Because these kids <laughs> knew this story like the back of the hand. I didn't know. I never heard of it. But wait, you from the north. And one thing I know about people up north, they go to church. All right, so a little, little background about me, right? Uh -huh. You're trying to turn this around on me. I see what you're doing. But a little background is uh, my, my grandparents were over a church. So my grandfather was the pastor, and she mm -hmm. was the first lady. Mm -hmm. Horrible experience. Okay. Okay, wake okay. up too early. We're going to pick up people that can't make it yep. to church so they can make it to church. Yep. Then coming back home to get ready to go to church. Mm -hmm. Then going to church and staying to the other service and the other service. One day I just got fed up. I said, look, man. This ain't for me, man. This ain't it. As bad as it sounds, it ain't for me. He asked me, he said, um, he just stopped one day. I was sitting down. I know he, I know this mad at me. I already know. Yeah. He said, like, why you don't like church, man? And I, mm -hmm. I thought about it for a second. I was trying to give him a different answer. I said, I'm gonna mm -hmm. just tell the truth. I said, hey, it's boring. Mm -hmm. I was like mm -hmm. seven. I don't think I saw him again until I was 10. Okay. Like, they just didn't pick me up. Yeah. They picked my brother and sister up. They just didn't pick me up. Mm -hmm. Best three years of my life. So, yeah. Okay, got you. No, I, I can probably tell you what denomination church you probably was attending to, but we don't, we don't have to discuss I don't that. know. I can tell you. I, I can know. tell you, though. You said so morning to night that you was in church all day? It's, yeah. I know exactly what you was. <laughs> I don't know. It just was doing too much, man. You could. You could. But uh, my cousin played the drums and stuff. I couldn't play the drums. They chop okay. him in the drum and he got in trouble. I'm messing the beats up, of course. I'm like, look, y'all just put me in bad situations. I just don't like it. I just don't like <laughs> nothing about it. Chime at me sing. I'm not a singer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it just wasn't for you. And that's it cool. It wasn't for me, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's and cool. I just need them to see that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got you. I love my grandmother to death, man. She still does that stuff. So yeah. yeah. Congrats. <laughs> but uh back to you, man. Um, 
so yeah, so so you grew up in a church, uh, but and and even what you're doing fashion now. So when you were younger, do you look at your younger pictures and be like, what was I wearing, and why was I wearing this? The crazy thing about it is, I think my mother she doesn't even realize that she played a major part in all of this, right? If you see some of my younger pictures when I was a kid. I have a very unique style. Like, this is really toned down for what I'm wearing, right? You know, but, like, I'm very colorful, creative. As a kid, I always had on a hat. I always kept on glasses. I always wore a tie and suspenders, like, as a child. So I feel like a lot of it carried along the journey. Um, it got, well, it just got to the point where I wanted to be more creative in my own way, mm -hmm. um, you know, to where I can, you know, create my own clothes. So I would, my mother goes school shopping, you know, we'd get clothes and I would go in and cut them up and tear them apart, try to learn how they were made and make it my own way. And so That's I feel like the though. child, it kind of like really, I have that, you know how um, I talk about, the, you know, our favorite artist, Beyonce, like how she has those, or any artist, right? They have that whole thing where they're singing and dancing with their kid and they grow up into that. Yeah. That's literally like my story too. Like as a child, I was always that creative person. Well, I, I'm glad you said that. First of all, you said our favorite artist. Uh -huh. how, how'd you know I was a Beyonce fan? Oh, well, just I mean, that. it's just a reality of life. Oh, Whether you wow. like her sing it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. I like you. It's a reality of life. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and then secondly, um, what did you, what did you think of that? This is just on a tangent. What do you think of that? Uh, I know, uh, she not her, but the blue eye. I guess the her daughter yep. got flag, some kind of flag at some point. Mm -hmm. I guess she would dance with Beyonce, and she wasn't Ooh, dancing like Beyonce, which yeah. was very weird of adults to even yep. be doing this to a little kid. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? That easy. It was a lot of jealousy. I think. I think the adults that talked so negative or spoke negatively about Blue Ivy were very jealous. Um, you got to remember everything that we do when we first do it. We're never perfect at it, right? Mm. It's always a journey along the way. And so if you watch from when she, when people talked about the baby when she was first born and they tried to say how she looked and things like that, and now she's blossoming to, the first thing, let me backtrack. Number one, she's born to a billionaire, right? Or a millionaire, wherever her net, net worth is. But then she's blossoming to this creative person that we've actually seen happen so many times over our lives and our years of life. Um, every star that you see, you go back in their time, they would, uh, uh, um, person in the behind the scenes, an extra, an actor, or something like that. And Blue Ivy just continued to move forward. I think it's a lesson that a lot of us can learn as adults, too, that um, you don't quit. You keep going. You keep moving. Blue Ivy now, people are going to the concert at this moment, If you know, based on uh, the tour to see Blue Ivy. Right, They're right. literally anticipating her moment to shine. And I'm, I'm watching from the very first video how she was like, you know, they said she was stiff and all of that. But now the girl's like, she's dancing better than some of those dancers that are paid to come and dance. So I know I a lot of the consistency that I heard was like, oh, they should have got such and such to do it. They should have got Bow Wow daughter to do it. And then like, I think sometimes we always try to take away from somebody's greatness by trying to tear them down or by trying to, I guess in our eyes, putting somebody up, we have to tear somebody down in, in, in that process. So in order to uh, put Bow Wow's daughter up, they had to tear Beyonce's daughter down. You don't have to do that. You could have just said, you could have said nothing at all. Because Bow Wow could do his own tour and have his daughter dance. But we won't, we won't care because it's Bow Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let, let, let me say this too. And it's one word I want to use, legacy. Mm. I think most of our community, especially in our community, is that we don't know how to create a legacy. And it's being shown in front of our faces every day. So why would we want her to send somebody else's child up there first without it first being our child? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So at the end of the day, like, we don't want it to be where um, 
I, if I had a kid, my kid gonna design first before I bring your kid right, in it. Right. <laughs> like I'm gonna bring your kid in it though, but my kids gonna design first at the end of the day, as they should. Yeah, mm-hmm. as they should. Um, so just a little more about you. So I know you said you went. What, what made you go from uh, North Augusta to Strom Thurmond? I'm just curious. Oh. I don't know the Sacramento Wars, yeah. but I hear about them a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty sure you had some flack for that. Well, both are in both in South Carolina, uh, North Augusta and Strom Thurmond. But and this is I can say it safely now, but. My father, my dad, God bless his soul, he passed away two years ago, three years ago now. But um, there was, I was in marching band and I had a um, medical condition where I have a nerve disorder and mm. it um, damaged all the nerves in my body. So I, I was in the marching band, percussionist. And one year we was in summer band camp and the band director sat me down and she sat me down. She passed away too, so God bless her soul. She sat me down and I didn't know why. And so I called my mom. I was like, I'm being sat down. And so they found out that was because of my medical condition. And my father was just like, you need to come down here to Strom Thurmond. Um, your cousins and all of them are down there, et cetera. And they were. Um, but what he didn't tell me was that my cousins were graduating the year that I came. Uh. <laughs> so and no shade to Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond was a really good school. Um, I'm glad that I got a chance to go down there because it gave me another experience. It's a little bit more country down in the area. But it gave me a little bit more experience um, for that in that regards. So, I mean, being from South Carolina, uh, what, what is that like as far as uh, the pride aspect of things? So when you think about somebody being from South Carolina and saying, you know, hey, I'm really from Augusta, I'm really from here. Like, what do you, what do you think about that aspect of things? So when someone says they're from South Carolina, um, or they're from Augusta, but they're from South Carolina, as far as, I think it's, I think it's cool because we were one big um, one big family, the CSRA. Like, you know, you can't get peaches in Augusta. Right. Right? You have to go to Johnson, South Carolina to get some really good peaches, right? Yeah, Rich Spring over there, yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to go to the, like, we got meat markets and all that in the Carolina side. And then at the same time, we can't really go to the mall in North Augusta. We have to go to Augusta, right? So I think it's a, I think it's a culture thing that we just always um, need to embrace. It's almost like if you're from Atlanta, you say you're from Atlanta, but then you're really from Alpharetta, yeah, Conyers, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Nobody's really checking for you for that. I asked that because I wondered, it, like, is it a common thing in South Carolina? Do people feel a way that James Brown, like, they be oh. saying he's from Augusta, or, or maybe he say he's from Augusta? I don't really, I don't. I don't think. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was a um, thing that James Brown did. I think it was a thing that just, I don't know if it James Brown did it or not. But I will say it's not a. I don't think it's an issue for people now. What we have done in the past, and not just even with him, but like even some of your other favorite legends that are from the area that I know of, um, we have corrected people when it's needed, like mm. to say, hey, yeah, no, that person is from uh, North Augusta or from Beach Island or from wherever. Um, like, you know, for me, I'm from North Augusta. Now, I will get offended if you say I'm from Beach Island because I'm not, <laughs> right? Because it's like, okay, I'm from North Augusta. What's the difference, though? Like, what, what's the, what's the Beach difference? Beach Island got, no, gosh, I'm going to get heat from this for my pastor, but Beach Island got one red light and a means <laughs> jeans, you know? And um, I just go to church there. Like, that's it. I didn't know anything about Beach Island before I went to church. I didn't know. I thought it was an island, too. That's, you silly. That's why, <laughs> that's why I asked about the Carolina Wars, like with the Strom Thurmond and North Augusta, because... Oh, yeah, there was a war. I don't I know enough about South Carolina, but I worked in Aiken. Mm-hmm. God bless everybody in Aiken, but Aiken's a different place. It is. I don't know if they don't have like I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna say that but, but let's not go too deep into that because I don't want to buy because I I still have family in these areas right but I will say this though there, the wars come in sports for me in those areas oh definitely so like you're not gonna have the rebels 
come and sit along the side of the yellow jackets. That's Thurman going to North Augusta and vice versa. Now, you know, we all family at the end of the day because cousins, no cousins. But North Augusta, we do feel like we're more prestige. Mm, yeah. I mean, I kind of get that vibe from everybody that, that really? talked from North Augusta. I mean, I work, <laughs> I work in North Augusta now. You just want me to say this on this live, I mean, on this no, podcast. No, no, That's no, what I, that was. I would ask anybody, telling me speaking. Yeah. But okay. I just see it a lot. So yeah. I figure, you know, I want to be safe. I'm not who said they from there because most people I know don't say they from there. They say from somewhere else. So, yeah, you know. no, North. I, I love, I love North Augusta. Um, that's the best thing I can say about it. It's always been a thing. What's the difference between North Augusta now and versus when you know when you was coming up? Oh, North Augusta now. Um, there's a little bit more to do. Like literally, what where people see if you're walking along the SRP Park, I remember walking along that part where there was like very few houses and just trees. It was a trail. Why, why would y'all walking? Why would y'all walking there for? It's a walking trail over there. Like you can oh. walk and exercise. So my family, my mother, we used to go ride um, bikes on the Greenway, and like just like exercise, just kind of seeing. It was you always had to create some, something to do. But now mm. there's a little bit more. I do want North Augusta to bring more though, right? You know, I do want us to have more stores. I want us to get a Target. If anybody watching this, I want North Augusta to have a Target. Why? Why, why Target? Because nobody wants to go in Walmart. We got two WalMarts now in North Augusta. Let's bring a Target on the same side. That's kind of crazy. On the same street, you can go five minutes down the road. Yeah, you see, yeah, like we need more. We I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I guess Target is telling me more. So you, 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 your, your inner uh, yellow jacket is coming out when Target yeah. versus Walmart. So yeah. I, I can see that. How can you have all of this a beautiful landscape and beautiful and beautiful people, and then we don't have a Target to go to? We have yeah, to go yeah, to Robinson. Augusta. Yeah, come to Augusta. Exactly. And, and we don't mind it. We'll we take care of y'all. No big deal. We don't mind it, but I I mean, you know, I've been to some really nice Targets, and I want North Augusta to have one. <laughs> yeah, well, Target got Wi-Fi, so I do like Target. Yeah. You. That's the only thing I like to talk about Target. They got Wi-Fi. Their price is kind of nice crazy. nice customer service. Really, really nice people. Yeah. I mean, I work in retail. I, I, yeah, it's, it's Target's still yeah. decent, decent, you know, yeah. customer service. No shade to Walmart, because Walmart has helped, you know, they partnered with us before, too. You definitely go on Walmart. I, I, <laughs> all right, now, you're just talking like that now, but I know you kind of got some Walmart, you know, credit card or something like that. Um, But speaking of going from North Augusta, right, so mm -hmm. talking about, talk about life after that, like, when did you actually get into fashion, like, and, yep. and, why, and why? So after North Augusta, we graduated, graduated 07, I, um, my next thing that happened was I went to fashion school, fashion, um, Art Institute of Atlanta in Dunwoody. Um, for, at, at the high school? Uh-huh. Okay. College. Okay. Yep. So, um, I tried to major in everything else. You know, I tried to do cosmetology. I tried to do architect. I tried to do all those things. And not that I don't love to do those things or like it, but I didn't love it. And so fashion was like a big passion for me. Um, so I went to school in Atlanta, um, Started there, but I'm not a school kid like that. I realized, okay, I, I need to get my, my foot in the door. I interned with some designers. Um, Michael Knight, God bless his soul, worked with him for a second uh, for an event. Uh, we did fashion shows. And he just like, kind of colla um, collaborated with a lot of other creatives in the area. And so um, I came back to Augusta in 2012 or 11. And I realized, you know what? We have an opportunity to really make something shake here, right, mm -hmm. in the CSRA. Um, there's so many people that leave this area and they leave the city and they go outward and they never come back and they don't want to come back. And I respect that. And I sometimes can see why. Um, but I wanted to create a, a, a mark here in Augusta for the fashion and community and really be able to say, hey, you know, we can have fashion shows. We can do um, major events. We could bring some of these major retailers to us um, and create a market. So then we created the ZM, ZM Trunk Show, which was a fashion showcase or is a fashion showcase. 
Um, and that's where we were at the college. I really just worked. I mean, after high school, I worked my behind off um, to get to this point. So the, you said the ZM truck show. Yeah. I seen that. Is that a clip that Carlton put in his uh, interview? Of you? That was my first interview. Um, oh, no. Brother Trav was my very, very first interview. But Carlton was my. Brother Trav. Yeah, man. Brother Trav Wright. Um, he was my very, very first interview um, for him. And then Carlton was my second. Um, okay. They both interviewed me in the inner, uh, the beginning stages of the Xeontron show. We highlighted that in Augusta Fashion Week, too. Um, you said, and I don't want to go too deep into it, but you said mm -hmm. that sometimes you can see why people might not come back. Yeah, um, because sometimes, the, and, and I think I've only experienced this, not much, but I've seen it, um, where our community can kind of be hard or... You know, you got people, I know we, it's a lot of successful people. I don't know if people know that, but it's a lot of successful people from the area that have left the city and they're doing really, really well in their own niche and their own markets and industries, but they don't want to come back because they feel like when they come back, it's like a crab, I've heard crab in a barrel mentality and all this other stuff, you know, the negative stuff, right? Right, right. Um, and so, but for me, I was like, I don't want to be that same story. I don't want to be that person that goes out, creates success for himself and can't come back to do what he wants to do for his hometown. So. To kind of break it down for you, if we're having the trunk show, the trunk show was solely to give a platform for other designers and other people that's in the in the, in, in the area. Mm -hmm. um, those mothers, those fathers, those young kids in their twenties that want to go to college but they can't make it to New York because New York is expensive, right? And so, why can't we bring it to them here in the Augusta area? That's the whole purpose and mission behind that. And so, for me, I want to be that person. Um, uh, the only legend that I think that people really constantly are reminded of is J James Brown, right? And one of the things that he always, he does a toy drive. So why can't, you know, he, he, when he was living, I've seen it myself personally, he would have a toy drive and this man traveled the whole world mm -hmm. and he would come right back to his hometown. That's, to me, that's powerful, it's purposeful. And I want to be that same person that can do that, but more so for me is in the fashion and luxury market. So what was that? Though? I know, I know we, we talking about the title, but what was the, you said the ZM? Trunk Show? Yeah. yeah. So the ZM Trunk Show was first initially ZM held. ZM Trunk Show? Yeah, ZM. So like my, my initials, Zacchaeus mm -hmm. Miles, and then Trunk Show. Trunk. Um, trunk. Like, okay. Like a trunk in the car. Gotcha. Okay. But so the thing with that was, I'm going to tell you, it first happened at Tribeca Lounge downtown. I don't have that story to say I had to go away to create my success, right? I literally created every successful moment here in Augusta. Um, downtown Augusta, Tribeca, the owner, we had our first showcase with my bow ties. I designed, started designing bow ties. Um, and we were like, let's just call it a, um, Zach's fashion line or something. I can't remember what we called it. And he was like, no, call it the ZM Trunk Show. And he literally went outside and we wrote on the board ZM Trunk Show. And that's where it was birthed at Tribeca Lounge. Mm. And so we had the first event, I had about maybe 30 people, 30, 40 people there um, at Tribeca. And then we went to the Augusta History Museum. What they did, like, like they, they like, oh, it was a snapshot of the show. Yeah, like, what was going on? It was a trunk show. So it was literally like a, so a trunk show in a typical world is just like, you know, like you ever seen those um, shows when you're a kid and they were the cars and all those antique road shows type mm -hmm. things. And you're just seeing the merchandise. So we literally had the bow ties set up. The bow ties are set up in Tribeca Lounge across the bar. 
um, on little glasses. You know, we try to make it a little fancy. I ain't have no money. I ain't have any money back then. Um, you know, we made it as fancy as we could. And then um, we had mannequin, live mannequin models in the window. So as you walk in, um, in the windows of Tribeca Lounge, there were uh, two ladies, Jessica and Keisha. Um, Jessica now, she's living in Florida somewhere. Keisha's here in Augusta. And they were standing as live mannequin models uh, wearing the bow ties. Mm. And so they showcased the work. It wasn't a fashion show walkthrough, nothing like that. Um, and I made sure all my staff wore bow ties and everything, too. Um, and that was that. And that was the first one, though. So that was where it was birthed. The second one is where we actually had the big shebang. And that was at the History Museum of Augusta, um, off, off Reynolds. Um, and that was a fashion show. Right over there. Yep. Um, it was okay. a fashion show. It was a, we had our durs being served around the room. Um, we had other designers, um, uh, comedian Small Fry, Fry from BET Come and View, Fire, sorry, from BET Come and View. She highlighted in the event, Nadia Tremel from Columbia and Atlanta. They were there. Um, we brought in a lot of people. It was about 200 people. Mm, um, from 30 to 200? Oh, quickly. Like in one year. It was insane. That's it great. was uncontrollable like i really you got to remember i'm 22 23 at this time i don't i don't even know much more but just i have a vision right um thank god i had a, i have a lot of great supporters and people alongside that can like you know pull in we had black car services we had valet before anyone thought of in this area what valet really was um we had a lot going on man that sounds like it sounds yeah. good uh, cut no shout out to cut no dance studio like we had a lot of and i made sure that it was local supporters first how many area. how many did you do like what like i'm trying to yeah we did it up until 2016 you um, started in 2011 2012 2012 okay mm -hmm. okay 2016 and then um one year master's year it was one master's event and we thought it was a great idea to do the trunk show during master's Yes and no. It was good, but it was also bad. It was good because it did bring more attention, a little bit advertisement, but it was horrible because I had people come in from Vegas, from mm, Florida. Travel, travel wise. And you know how those hotels were. People were having to stay in Motel 8 for like $300 um, that night. That wasn't good. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Staying in Motel 8 from is kind of crazy. Man, when I tell you, I would, of course, I'm like, I would just, we just, we just didn't think about it, right? And, um, and it wasn't even that fact that they couldn't afford the rooms. It was <laughs> no crazy. rooms available in the city. Like, Marriott was booked. And so the next year, um, when I saw that people were interested and they were really coming in together for it, we then formed the Augusta Fashion Week um, the following year after. Um, and that was just to give it more like a more name that could be more respected for sure. Um, but with Augusta Fashion Week, what ended up happening with that too, we ran that for about three seasons, um, one each year. And then pandemic happened. It's all this down. Mm -hmm. And I started, I moved, I was in Charlotte, lived in Charlotte. I lived in Atlanta. Um, I kind of lived a little bit every Dallas. Um, but 2020, my team, we were sitting at the Cyber Center um, preparing for Augusta Fashion Week to make his comeback and then. COVID came and shut us all down. Yeah, COVID stopped a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's on a tangent. Just got, I, mm -hmm. I ask questions like that sometimes. Oh, you good. I like that. I need to know about that jacket. Like, like you made it. Yeah. So this came, I, I'll tell you, I love my city. So I always support. This jacket came from Vintage Uli. Okay. Um, you know, she recently just closed down her shop 
couple months ago. I brought this jacket from her. I always try to support her when I can. She was actually, let me give her a shout out to, uh, when I came back from college, Vintage Uli was the first place I interned at and sold. Um, I ran her first fashion, or not ran, but um, worked behind the scenes at her first fashion show. Okay. Um, whatever. So, and then I just add the custom pieces at the back. So the custom pieces right here, this customized. What inspired that? It's giving oh, me Michael Jackson, like, that's beat it, it kind of. I hate to keep bringing, because I don't want everybody to think, like, you know, because I really am inspired by these people, but I really am inspired by our hometown legend. Like, People would tell you, I wear a sparkly jacket. I have like clips of my past of like making jokes across the pulpit, like, oh, there go James Brown coming down. Like I <laughs> love sparkling, like, you know, stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. So um, I'm really inspired. Like the man was the first person to own, the first black guy to own a private jet, you know? And that's things that I aspire to have. So um, they aspire, they are. No, I like this jacket, it's dope, man. Yeah, just, thank you. I like now, it. Now when you see it, hopefully one day you see it, as soon as we cover all over, it's just a process. Can, can you process. turn to the side real quick? The other yeah, way, sure. other way, yeah. other way. Other way. Oh yeah, I like that. That's what's yeah. up, man. I see. Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I just want you know, it's fashion. So, <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you. Uh, should I start? Yeah, let me start. Uh, I do want to ask you. Um, what does fashion mean to you? And 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 when I ask, I'm, I'm. Some of us might think you just mean like clothes, what you're wearing, the name of what you're wearing. Um, how, how, maybe how I look, I don't know. But when you think about fashion in totality, what, what, what is that and what does it mean to you? I probably, you have the greatest questions. Um, and hey, I'll be trying. <laughs> you know, um, fashion to me is, it's really, really, really important. It's purpose for me. Um, when I say, when I told you earlier that I was that nerd reading the encyclopedias growing up, I would literally like pay attention to how they would dress in the 1920s and 1800s and 1700s in history class seeing what, how those women would pretty much break their, try to break their rib cage just to get in something. Or the men, <laughs> like, you know, how they would wear stuff like this, you know, and they like tailored jackets and blazers. Um, so for me, fashion is purposeful too, because it also, I can help you become a better person by how you look. Mm. Um, if I can help you improve your life by making sure that I create and design something for you or style you in something that's, you know, geared towards you, then that's, that's purpose for me. Um, it's, it, of course, we love labels. We love the high ends and all of that. But my purpose and goal is to find that next Balmain, that next Louis Vuitton, that next um, Dolce, that next Chanel brand and help elevate them to that next level. Um, so our comp the company ZMG is really inspired by like your LVMHs of the world, your Pradas, your Keurigs and all them brands of the world that really help thrive those fashion and beauty brands to the next level. Talk about that, ZMG, what is that? Zakia's Mouse Group, ZMG, is a um, agency, we're a PR agency, um, where we actually help um, premium and luxury brands form and collect their, um, narrate their story to the next level. So we, I got into PR officially about a few years ago, um, in 2020, when the pandemic, we know we all kind of like shifted gears in right. our careers. Um, and I didn't realize that I was already doing the work for my clients. So when I'll be styling and designing for clients, I will all was already doing PR work for them or finding, I would do my own PR work, right? Like I would for our shows and stuff. Um, and so I, we created the agency because we wanted to help other brands. We saw that there is a need for people to get connected to the right people and have their stories been told to as well fairly. And that's what we wanted to do with that. Well, I asked the, the fashion question because mm -hmm. uh, what like some people that uh, start a clothing line, mm -hmm. they, automatically think they're a fashion designer. So it's, I'm assuming it's a difference there. And you might be the person that can kind of tell me 
with the right verbiage. I don't want to tell somebody, like, no, that's not effing fashion or make them feel bad. So, like, what would be the difference between somebody starting a clothing line, somebody being a fashion designer, mm-hmm. or somebody that's just selling merch? Are you talking about the ones that, like, just want to, like, just make T-shirts and then say they're a fashion designer? I'm, I'm asking I don't for know, clarity. <laughs> I guess. I, <laughs> no, and it's no shade. I, I think everyone starts there. Where Remember, I started off with bow ties, right? I literally, I started off making bow ties for myself because I would go into, was at the time it was Rubens and all the stores. And like, I, I mean, they just have the simple bow ties. I like, told you, creative, colorful things. Um, I think that everyone has an opportunity to be creative, to create a design. But I think we need to learn the different components. When you see a fashion brand, let's use an American brand of Ralph Lauren, right? Um, you see the entire brand is itself, Ralph Lauren's a designer, but you have your creative directors, you have your managers, you have your team, you have your seamstress, your ateliers, you have people that really get in the trenches and sew every, like you have people that sketch for these major designers. Mm. They're not sketching all those clothes. Um, now the the forefathers and mothers did, yeah, they sketched it, but after at some point they have to pass it on to the next person. And so for me, I think it's important to teach and show people that pathway, that rope through that, that that lineage or um, that that uh, hierarchy of being a designer. It's more than just getting two pieces of material, sewing it together. You got to have a story. Like, what's your story? Like, any artist, if you're an artist out there, you know that you have a story. I mean, you have a story for your podcast. You have a story for why you started this. Um, and I think that's important for people to also understand what is your story behind that. So I do get offended sometimes when I see people pop up with shirts and be like, I have my own clothing brand designer and we, and this, and let me, let me put this out there since we on here. That whole white labeling, I know I can get my own clothing line because I can go and go to the same manufacturer that Gucci goes to and make their own thing. That's all great. That's what we call business. That's not a designer, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just running a business and operating a business. You're not a designer. Um, you, who, we want originality when we look in fashion. So, um, you know, one of the guys from the Columbia area, Carolina, Sergio Hudson, has designed for some of the most amazing, like the presidents of the world. I mean, you know, not president, but first, first ladies of the world. Um, and then he also designed for some of the biggest stars. But it was his originality to who he is and who he, and who, um, what he has created that, that gives him that right to be like, he's a designer. And he's been in the game for years. And people don't realize it's not just, it's just not as putting a shirt together. This is one of my shirts. Uh, it's not just putting that shirt together to say, I'm a designer. It's like we have to put in work along the way. Now, the shirt can be a product of your brand, mm-hmm. but it's, you're not a fashion designer if you're just putting together T-shirts. Not what, in my, my world. What about that shirt? What, 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 what's the meaning behind that? 1%. So, um, 1%. Oh, I thought I said 196. Open it up. My bad. 1%. Yeah. I can't see the microphones in the way. That's my bad. Okay. Oh, you good? You good. 1%. What 1%. So, you know, like they say like 1% to 3% of people in the world actually reach their purpose in life. Mm. Right. And so I, me and my friends, one of my friends, I had talked to Sarah in my wow, but she, uh, we had this thing called 1% Club that I created just out of, you know, my research. I told you I'm a nerd, right? And, <laughs> and the reason behind that is because we always stop in, pro- in progress. We don't like to go through the fire. We don't like to get, you know, go through the, the pressure of, of the things of life. And so, um, you know, your blue ivies, they're the 1% of the world, you know, um, they're the ones that are willing to go against the grain and ignore what the, nader, the naysayers and haters are saying, and they thrive for purpose. Um, and, and I want to help find those 1% in our generation, because I think we're losing some of them. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, 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 but for the people that uh, are making shirts, so it's not to say that they're not necessarily fashion designers, but 
it's just levels to just fashion in general. Mm -hmm. So you can start, like you said, with bow ties. You can start with shirts, mm -hmm. and then you just kind of make your way up, or you maybe with connections, or you meet certain people, y'all collaborate, and then it blossoms into something different. Do it, do it full, full. Don't halfway do it, right? Like you know, when I designed bow ties, started off, I was, um, and many people don't know this story. But it was literally running to Joann's with a few dollars in my pocket to buy some material and create, oh no, it was Hancock at the time, sorry, Hancock Fabrics to buy some material and make it work. But what I did was I had a photo shoot, I had models, I had shows, I made sure we had itineraries and schedules for them shows. You know, I paid people $10 and $5 when I could, or a piece of cake or something, you know. Um, I didn't have what kind of cake? Do it. Or whatever that I could get for people to give me for free. Shout gotcha. to Shakara, um, one of my uh, my uh, at, she's one of my good caters I normally use. Um, she's from the city. Oh yeah, she's she's from, wanna... she's from Beach Island. Oh, she's not from the city then. She's from <laughs> Beach Island, according to you. Now I'm playing, but I do want to uh, say that it's the whole time we've been talking so far, like you have um, put people on, like just uh, by supporting them, saying you support this person, support that person every day. I get a lot of um, flack. They say I, uh, I start a pot sometimes. What they be saying? Karen I, I over see. here, her friends. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they say that, and uh -huh. it, and I just be talking about supporting Augusta, and I feel like it is here. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes people complain about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, mm -hmm. but they do. And when mm -hmm. I address that it's not a support issue, maybe a you issue, mm -hmm. I become a bad guy. So it's good to see you supporting everybody. So uh, let's let's talk about it for a second. I've seen a lot of um, statuses about people support popularity. Oh, I almost threw up. I almost threw up. Yeah, oh. sorry. <laughs> oh, People support popularity over, you know, and, and, and I, can, I can understand certain point of views from that, but I do think it's, again, don't halfway do it. Um, you know, I just recently even did an event, and, and I put, so I've self-fund a lot of my stuff. Like, a lot of my stuff is self-funded from me. I don't, I don't really have... $500,000 flown through my pocket to put, produce $10,000 events. But it, I'm thankful to God that I've always been willing and able to make it happen. Right. When that popularity conversation always comes up to me, I think it's more so of do we, are, the people just need to have a conversation. I think you need, they need to call me. Call me, call Zach, and <laughs> let's figure it out. Because all the is true, but people supported my designs and my bow ties because I was literally everywhere. I was on, I, if you had a show coming up, I was like, yo, you want a bow tie? Let me get it to you or whatever. Um, Oscar, uh, Art Meets Fashion, um, many, many years ago, gave me an opportunity to get on his stage and showcase design and all that. So I literally had been blessed to be able to put myself everywhere. But I wasn't popular. I wasn't popular. No one knew me. No one knew me. They, they knew my mom and my dad. They didn't know me. They didn't yeah, know me. Yeah. And you said you was a nerd. I was a nerd. I was a geek. So I was, you already know, I'm already etched out. Nope. I wasn't, the, I wasn't hanging around the football players and all of that in school. You know, I didn't have the big, you know, supporter friends. We, we called ourselves the Skittles. There's the three of us actually, um, uh, that were at the time we called ourselves the Skittles. We wore mixed matching colors and stuff. And I have to post these pictures like later on so you can see it, but like, or send it to you, but we had mixed matching, like colorful clothes and stuff. Like we were not the popular kids in school. See, and I, I'm glad you said that because I, I kind of, I pretty much say the same thing. I just say like, you know, I think somebody looking at it from that perspective, and I'm not saying it's wrong because perspective is, is always going to be perspective. So yeah. they may have a reason why they feel that way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But if you start, and 
I'm going to just use podcasting because yeah. it's easier. Mm-hmm. So I won't get you in trouble. All right. Yeah. So if you're starting a podcast, right? Uh-huh. And you're doing it for a year. Yeah. Maybe you're inconsistent. You might be dropping stuff here and there, mm-hmm. but you're just filming and you're going. You're filming and you're going. You ain't got better. Mm-hmm. You haven't took no feedback from nobody to, you know, get better. Mm-hmm. The guest is just kind of vague. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people are doing those same people, but they're having better episodes than you, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. You look at, let's say, look at me. Let's say, look at me and they say, well, you're getting a lot of support. Mm-hmm. It's And you're popular. Mm-hmm. So they must support you because you're popular. Yeah. That's their perspective. It's not necessarily wrong. Yeah. But they also didn't see when I started in 2016 and I mm-hmm. couldn't get nobody on. Or yeah. I had to have whatever guests I would get on at the time and just make make do what I had to do and then just kind of guess by guess, episode by episode, month by month, year by year, whatever, and grow it and grow it. So they seen a 2023 product that's been blooming since 2016, yeah. mm-hmm. but they just started in 2022, but they want that seven years of me putting in work. They want that right then and there. It don't work that way. So, so and I'm going to add into that. For you, so there's a people. There's two people that came to my mind while you're talking. Um, Tyler Perry, right? His very first shows, nobody showed up to it. You know, again, I researched a lot of stuff. So Tyler Perry had no shows, and now everyone wants to be at his door, mm. right? Chanel, Coco Chanel, no one liked her designs. Um, she was designing for the tailor jackets and all of that for women, but back then the women wanted the big dresses and stuff, and they didn't <laughs> care for her, right? But now it's one of the biggest brands in the world. So, you know, the, the biggest advice and encouragement I want to give to those people for that popularity conversation, and I said this to a few folks off, you know, offline with um, when it comes to coming, like, you know, just keep going. Yeah. You'll never know who walked through your door that may give you. You can have the, I've been in places where I've had, like, no money, no support, no love, where it felt like no support, no love. And then it was that one person that called me, yo, Zach, let me go ahead and um, get a bow tie off you. I'm like, dang, I just made $50 just that quick, right? So it's That's like, it. you know, um, you just got to keep going and keep pushing. But let's kill that popularity noise in Augusta. Because the thing about it is when you go to Atlanta, you go to Dallas, you go to Charlotte, you go to New York, your competition is 10 times more than oh, Augusta. You might not know this. I don't know. You might not know it. But apparently the thing is... It's going to be easier if they go to those places. Oh, no. That's, 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 no, the, no, no, no. that's the I, notion that I get from everybody saying they're moving. No. How can, so let's, let's, let's break this down since we're here, since we want to go ahead and address it. If it's easier, then go do it. Oh, you sound like me. <laughs> I'm go do it. it. Because let me tell you something. The reason, and, and anyone who knows me know this, I come, it doesn't matter what city I'm in, I can be in Europe. And I promise you, I come back to this area at least once or twice a year at minimum. And I want to help. Right. I come here to help. And I do that because I know that we have a goal. It's, 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 it's beautiful here. It's not easy to go into Dallas or into Atlanta and come and do something when nobody knows you. If, if, if they don't know you in Augusta, how are they going to know you in Dallas or Atlanta or Los, Los Angeles? Do you understand? Like L.A., like those bigger cities, those bigger markets, they have people that have been working there for 10, 15 years making you, – you're, you're, you're a small – Fish in a big pond. Yeah, yeah. You know, be a be a big fish in a small pond for now, and 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 use this time to. Um, one thing I could appreciate about the city and the CSRA is that I've I've been given the time to kind of cultivate. Like I was sharing with someone, like when I did fashion shows, I told you, I told you years ago, I, we didn't know what we was doing per se. We just like I had a vision. The owner changed it to the trunk show, and he said, "Let's run with it." We had people coming in from all over, Las, Las Vegas, Florida, New York, you know, D.C., coming down to the shows 
And yes, did we have problems and hiccups? We absolutely did. But we kept pushing into where my name kept getting into the right people's ear. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I give credit to that time of my life before I give credit to anybody else, period. No, that's dope. And, and like I said, I, I wanted to touch on that because I, I, the whole episode so far, you've been kind of uh, talking about local people that you've been supporting. And I just, I just know it's there. People say it's not there. I know it's there. But I think it's a, a term people say out of frustration sometimes. But yeah. A lot of times, it's more of a self thing than yeah. than a others. It's an thing. interior. It's 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 a um it's a level of where you have to like self evaluate yourself and your intentions in your heart. Um, because you know you can walk downtown right now, and we can find probably like, the building that we're in. There's people art art community here, right? Like mm -hmm. it's like. Come on now, like you know, there's and you think these people are are looking over pipelines? No, if your artwork is good, if I want your artwork, I'm gonna buy your artwork. Your artwork is for me versus Jane Doe's artwork over here yeah. maybe for you. And let's just be okay with that. Um, and you have an option: either you keep doing what you do, or you shift with the times. We talked about culture and timing and how everyone wants everything so instantly right now, right? So like, you know, there's there there's a let's talk about fashion. There's a Chanel brand sitting right beside a Louis Vuitton store, sitting next beside a Gucci. You think Gucci is saying that they're getting more business because of popularity? And, and right now they may be able to, right? But they're not worried about that. They're worried about reaching their clientele, their audience, and their market, and that's just that. Like, yeah. let's just do that. I, I, I am okay with knowing that my market is primarily premium and luxury folks, right? I'm okay also knowing that if I need to change some things to reach a different market audience, I'm willing to do that too. But I'm, you know, you're never going to hear me saying, oh, I'm competing or they're not supporting me because they don't know me. Well, let me get in front of you so you can know me. Hi, my name is Zacchaeus Miles. I do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And introduce yourself. I sit in, I go, if you ever see me in Augusta, I'm probably somewhere around here hanging out, chilling, drinking wine, right? And I'm like... Very fancy of you. Uh-huh. Very fancy of you. This <laughs> is one of my favorite things to do on my downtime, right? And so, but I've seen so many people walk in and they never introduce themselves, never speak to anybody. They go to, the, they be in their own silos. And it's like, how can I know what you do unless you tell me? Mm. You know? So that's makes, makes sense. No, okay. You know, yeah. I, I, I get in the same vibe you get in with that. I'm I like, could talk for 50 minutes about it, man. <laughs> I just, I can't do it no more. I don't know what else to do at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try, you know. I just, I just, I told everybody from now on, I'm not recycling. I'm just going to send them that episode. I, I can give a shout out, another that. shout out to, um, um, because I think she gets a lot of sick of it too, from what I saw, um, Jamie Barbie for her award show case, because a lot of people always say, oh, the, the popular ones are the ones winning, et cetera, whatever. And the thing I love about her award show, because I, I think I shared with you, I didn't even know of some of the designers in the area until she had it. You know what I mean? Right, so I'm, right. I'm thinking like it ain't none or very few. And there's so many other designers and people in fashion and beauty industry that I'm now becoming more aware of because of that. So instead of saying that, let's support. And, and, and you know her award show come every year in January. So you got until February, until December. To kick up your marketing game to times 10, get your billboards. Billboards are cheap now, y'all. Go buy you a billboard. All right, all right. Don't stop. And put it out. A lot of people putting billboards out, so I don't feel like, feel like they, you know what I'm saying, you're saying they're cheap now. That is, but, but two things what you said. Inexpensive, not cheap. Sorry. One, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You got to do it for the broke people now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But um, one, with the, uh, the, the war show, that's what I saw. I saw that. I see mm -hmm. it as... Uh, you're gonna see the nominees and you're gonna be like, I don't know these, I don't know this person, I don't mm -hmm. know that person. Mm -hmm. That's when you take the time to get to know that person. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, 
when when you talk about uh, award show and I guess quote unquote popularity, mm-hmm. I mean technically speaking, if people are voting for whoever, if anybody mm-hmm. can vote, mm-hmm. so I, I met you and it said you, you they say Z, mm-hmm. I don't know the rest of the morning, right? Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna vote for Z. Yeah, that's just how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. So it just go back to kind of putting it working and getting yourself out there. That's it. Because if it's marketing. just about popularity, you just hit the button and be popular. Right. Well, if I, if, I, if you're popular, because you did really well with marketing. Well, I already know. You ain't got to tell me. <laughs> I, I just, I just, and, and let me, a short version. I work with a lot of music artists. And so we have um, one in particular, like, that I've seen the process behind the scenes. I've seen how, like, it's a, it goes through, hey, it goes through one level of voting to before it gets to the official level. And then the board can even decide who goes and who doesn't, mm-hmm. right? And then all of that's based off of what you come. Because here's the thing. If I don't know you and I vote for you, if I don't know you and I vote for you, you still win. I ain't, I'm not winning. I just voted for somebody I don't know. And there's been plenty of times I went down the ballot and said, I don't know this person. Let me go look up who they are and listen to their music and listen to their sound before I actually voted. Just got to kick up your marketing game. That's yeah. it. That's it. When Jamie had heard them, like a lot, a lot of people to vote for. So I just kind of went off what I knew sometimes. If I knew you, I mean, if I wanted to vote for a person, yeah. like if it was credit or this, that, and third, but... Yeah. I but just, the fact that she does it. I couldn't know every, every category. It's impossible. I don't get braids. Well, and, and Jamie does a really great job with, um, for what I've seen, um, of covering many levels of, in many industries. Industries I probably would have never thought of to even cover or true. want to cover, right? Definitely true. So for me, that's an appreciation for her um, to just help, again, expand the market. This, I don't think people in this, well, some folks in this area know of the value, right? But if y'all, if the CSRA only understood how much greater this area would be if we just come together and sit and talk and make things happen, it's, it would be a beautiful sight. My thing has been, why are we always getting on planes and cars, driving to Atlanta, driving to Charlotte, flying to Mexico, flying to Jamaica, to have a good time when we can curate those same experiences for people here? And have them come to Augusta. That's how you get your money up. I said that too. I, yeah. I don't know. If they, oh. they, it, it went trying to hear well, me. Well, they're going to hear it. We're going to keep saying it until they hear it. I, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm down with that. Hey, <laughs> that's what you're doing. I'm down with that. I'm definitely down with that. Uh, last thing on Jimmy, though, if you mm-hmm. see her, uh, tell her, give me a call, okay? Um, a couple, a couple, a year ago, she had said, we want to do a podcast. I went to the studio, set up. She never showed up. I want to get it out there. I, I couldn't hold it no longer. Now, I want to get it out there. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this because I, I be, you know, we will. We'll chat here and there. Jamie is a busy, busy girl. Yeah, not me, um, though. I can't be busy, huh? Uh-huh. I was busy, too, that day. I just kind of yeah. made time for well, you No, know, I'm, I'm with you on that, making time oh, now. Okay. But, Jamie, make sure you come to this podcast because you definitely need to be on here for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't have no answer. You know, we yeah, still cool. Yeah, no. I just, no, I'm just saying she's busy. She is busy. I I, I mean, she Jamie is a, is, a, is a mover and a shaker. She's one of the people I definitely will see as a mover and shaker. So she's busy. To our credit, though, I will say I did my own research. Because mm-hmm. I was I had time. I just had I want some change now, right? Yeah. Nobody showed up. And I was trying to go through the page. We were in front of Facebook. I mm-hmm. said, I think she just went somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a last minute thing. She uh, probably she, forgot. I mean, yeah. I was. I think she went on a cruise, be honest. So I would have to forgot too. Man. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'm still there waiting. You know? I, I'm sure she'll come though one day soon. We sure. need, need to be soon. We got yeah. the thing to talk about. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you said something else about that. Uh, that war show, knowing what time it is and when it's coming around, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 Last year, somebody got upset for whatever reason. I was I was talking about it, and I guess they thought I was talking about them, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I also noticed that uh, it's a war show. It's coming up now, and the same people that was upset ain't did nothing different than they did last year. So I just felt like I'm going to get upset again. And I wanted to tell them, like, hey, it's PSA. You in the same spot you was at last yeah. year. 
So don't expect a different result this year. What they call that though? What is that called when you do the same thing and expect a different result? It is a word for that. It is, is it? a word. I don't, know if, I don't know if I want to say it, but it is a word for that. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say that word either just in case somebody really deals with that issue. I don't want but... more problems, man. I'm just trying to <laughs> progress and, and do right and interview people. I just I want a yeah, podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but do better. You know, there's and, and the thing about it is <laughs> that's the best I can say. Now, because it was real aggressive. Because when you come really to aggressive. my one on ones, we just go straight into the juggle. You know what I'm saying? So, like, do better. But no, in reality, there's so many. I meet so many people, man, across this country that are genuinely willing and ready to support and help people. But you want to have your stuff together. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not perfect. Let me be very clear. Like, you know, I'm, I still learn along the way, but I'm vulnerable and honest enough to talk about that, right? And so for me, I think doing better, though, just simply say, like, hey, if you had an issue last year at SBA Awards or the process of it, and you know it's now July or August, you're going into September, you literally have four to five months to make the best campaign ever. And if you need some help with that, call me. Call Z, I help, man. I'll help you. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, they ain't going to call. I know. Right. I know. Sometimes it's easier to complain. And there is a, there is a fee, though. So let me put it out there. Too. Oh, a yeah. consultation fee? Yeah. I'm, I'll help you. I ain't going to hit. It's, it's home. I ain't going to hit them over the head. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> um, I'll say this, though, because I don't know how to get into it. I like yeah. the conversation we had thus far. Yeah. But I do know there's some things you wanted to address, what we want to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to start with saying first, I had uh, Natalie Bryant on a podcast. Yes. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal voice. She mm-hmm. she does a great podcast. I just sit there and just listen to talk all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we had our podcast, she also mentioned another event uh-huh. that now I'm hearing you are a part of. Yes. Soiree. That's the only way I know of it. The classic soiree. All right. Yeah. It's too too fancy for me. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It just these words, is, you know. But uh, unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. it was a lot of uh, drama behind that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I did get my popcorn this morning. I watched some videos. I did my little oh, research. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what kind of popcorn did you have? I'm lying. I have popcorn. Oh. I can't eat popcorn, man. Don't, don't get me lying <laughs> on the pod, man. Just you should let me roll out, right? I had some soda. But I just all I had. I ain't nothing okay. today. Okay. But um, uh, if you can tell me what that event was, and was, was that you I spoke with? Did I speak with you? Somebody Bobby had messaged man. me and was like come, to come through because I guess yeah, they seen the yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Name, yeah. See, my yep. name. My name. Now Bobby. See there. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. But you called Bobby. Was, I invited you and you didn't show up, but we're not gonna go there. But well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Can I, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I keep it a bean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I seen money involved. I was like, well, hold up. I ain't, I'm broke. I ain't got no money. Oh yeah. yeah I didn't no. have a little money. I ain't got yeah, a lot. No, but gotcha. on the camera, I'm broke. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this, my Sunday was kind of fine without spending the extra money. So I, yeah, I was. I was like, I thought you wanted me to come do some work. So I was just gonna come through and like do some filming. That would be good. Too. So, 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 um, you didn't word that way. So I was like, oh, I don't even know what I said to you, but I do. I, I just forty dollars. No, I'm playing. You didn't say that. But no, still, I, you because you're media. You're considered media for me. So I know. No. You, you didn't specify, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, we had to wait for. I didn't want to sound broke, so I was like, All right, uh, no, you're good. No, and, and here's the thing with that. So, um, yeah, the this, the classic soiree. It was. Uh, I'll tell you the vision behind, but I'm gonna address this part. The fee part, because I heard it from a few people, and it is strategically. Um, at a price point for those who are in the luxury market um, to enjoy and have a good experience or what have you in the area. But it is all started off by as a dinner. I had no intentions to have this event the way that um, it became. Um, it was a dinner just set for um, some of my local people who have supported me over the years, right? Um, and I wanted to give them an opportunity to come in. We had saw this amazing venue. Shout out to Gracewood Manor. 
um, their venue is immaculate. If you have not been there, it's a beautiful venue, perfect for weddings and intimate premium style events, right? And so we had did a, um, we had partnered with them for their charitable event and vice versa. They gave us the opportunity to, to use their venue. So we did that. Um, for me, I wanted to have a dinner initially for my supporters because we were getting ready to produce a, a conference here in the CSRA to bring all these like realtors and financial people, entertainment people that I've met over the years and say, hey, home, here y'all go there, right here at your fingertips, let's have it. And I wanted to talk to my supporters first. But mm -hmm. then me and my friends, we all created like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. This is a good idea. Let's create this big event. And I've always wanted to have like, this big, um, you ever seen this called like the, the classic, the polo classic event where the big champagne brands and all the supporters, we want to have some, I've always wanted to do something like that. And um. And I felt like this is a perfect time to kind of try to introduce it on a micro scale. And so we created the event. Um, and then I always give back um, mostly to HIV AIDS organizations um, because, you know, as in my friends and family, I've seen it, how it can impact them firsthand. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've always given back. But this year I have part, one of one of our um, colleagues, you know, she was like, you know, mental health awareness would be good or whatever. And, and one of my former mentors is like mental health awareness would be good. And so we decided to do that instead. All right, I'm pause there just mm -hmm. just so just for uh, story purposes. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't use so uh, mental health as a way to no like, you know you didn't no, use no, no, it. No, it just no. y'all chose to go with something different based on the people that was coming. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I don't I don't do that whole um, using a um, cause to draw people in. Like if it doesn't have anything to do with me or or have any personal impact to me, I'm not going. Support okay. it. I think that, um, that was just one of the things that I, I either I heard or was said. So I want to make sure that yeah, I clear that up. Thank you. Thank you um, for even, you know, um, mental health awareness. The reason why, even like Natalie, like, you know, I actually, Natalie had taken some of my consultation because um, she has a tea brand. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys spoke about yeah, that, yeah. but she has a really good tea brand, right? And so um, mental health awareness is just something we need right now in this time and day of the world that we're in. Like we're dealing, you know, we have dealt with racism and uh, COVID and all these in the last couple of years. And even myself, I mean, you know, you have family, you have, you know, life happens. Like things right. go crazy, things go wrong. You know, you may not be talking to, I, I lost my father, you know, uh, siblings, you know, a drunk, you know, just things happen, right? And so for me, I wanted to have a moment where we can have a safe place to come together, have a good time, but then also still let's take a pause in a moment and actually talk about what's really at hand in the world. Mm. And right now mental health is one of those things. And more so deeply, I, and to be more clear, it was more so for depression and suicidal. Gotcha. Because for, for, for that, that is something that where we don't really address, especially in our black community, we kind of like run away from it. We run away from therapy. We run away from talking your problems out. And, or if you are vulnerable to do it, people use it against you. And it's like, yeah, no, let's not do that. Right. Like, let's be, keep it real. So uh, we had a whole, so it was like a whole, you know, fun part. The fun part of it is the, is the cars, the fancy stuff, you know, Mercedes Benz drove their cars out. Um, we had music and we had uh, DJ Waffles from Atlanta. That was our original sound and music guy and then um it was with the outside outdoors why, why you didn't get augusta dj oh i'm, just, I'm, well, just, playing, I'm just playing i'm just playing no let me let me since you brought it up because here's the thing too i'm um dj waffles was actually referred to me so oh. by somebody here in augusta so like for me i just wanted to i, I still keep connections and i had you know my my people is that a house also. music dj house music dj no he's like a so he's a celebrity dj okay yeah, yeah he's really big and popular um, and he has a waffle brand here, so I wanted him to come and, and show his waffle brand to 
what's the, it's a brunch called a brunch house. A waffle brand? He has a waffle okay, brand. Okay. Yeah, it's like a waffle mix. Um, the brunch house um, in Augusta. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually made sure they met too that morning of the event. So they, you know, it could be some collaboration. Like, gotcha. again, bring in some That's stuff dope. here That's so dope. people can enjoy it. Um, and then we had live performers. Well, man, we had some amazing singers. Jessica Shepard, number one. Janine JB Bell. She's a jazz artist. Um, A.E. The Cool. Soul J. Shauna Dominique. Trey showed up, but he didn't sing. That He, he was right behind time. Um, we had, I use Augusta folks. Like, I, I, I'm going to always try to support and partner. That's and then dope. we had um, uh, Wink Casillo and Sound and Standard Entertainment. Um, they were there, too, performing. Um, okay. But let me, let's clarify, though, for sure. This event was not, it was for mental health awareness to bring awareness to mental health. Um, and we had a panel. I brought in a lady from Dallas or Houston, Texas. Um, she runs a nonprofit organization. And she, uh, her story that was shared with me was that she had went through a lot of mental health awareness things mm. or whatever. So she came in. And then we had the panel with Natalie, Candace. Chiquita from Fayetteville. Like, we had people came from Fayetteville, North Carolina, too. So okay. it was a pretty good, good thing. But, um, so, but I think the event, for, for the most part, what I heard was successful. So it was oh, a good, yeah. successful event. Um, it just seems that people felt like they didn't get something they was promised. I don't know if that, work, if that, if that works for you. Like, yeah, yeah, so, it, no, successful event, for sure, from the front side of it. Um, Overall, like, I mean, one of uh, Keith Jones and uh, Chant Walker, they have uh, fashion, fashion brands. Um, Chant's brand is called Tata Croc and Keith Jones is Keith Jones Couture. Like, amazing design, a suit guy, like, suit for men and women. Mm -hmm. um, and he actually designed women clothes, too, by the way, so you can go check them out. But um, they loved it. People loved it. We actually got calls to bring it to other cities. So we're, we're in the process now of like how to form the team. And I'm praying that I can get enough of our core people, a group here from the Augusta area and just travel with everybody. But we want to um, travel to different cities and actually like duplicate the experience. But um, not but period. The other part for that is that I want to make sure that Augusta would be able to hold it. You know, because it's more than the masters, right? Yeah, so let's definitely. bring a luxury experience here to the city and the CSRA that can become a, a household name for years past our death date um, that can continue to grow and evolve over time. Okay. Um, so I think it was two things that I, mm -hmm. that, that I saw, and I don't know which one to address first. One, I kind of I want to talk about just because I feel like I didn't understand why this particular entity would want to be involved, anything like that. Yeah. But it was uh, something to the fact of, no, I can say it. It was, uh, it's a foundation. I don't know the name of it. Oh, Freddie May. Freddie May, okay. You saw the letter. I, I keep saying Annie May. I don't, wanna, I don't know why I keep saying that for. Well, is, somebody called me and said Fannie May. And Fannie May is. Which one is it? It's Freddie May. Freddie, it's Freddie May. May. Freddie, Freddie May is an official name. But yeah. Fannie May, I, I don't, Fannie May is something else. But I was like, Fannie May, like, what's, what's going What's, What's love got to do with it? Eat the cake anime. That's why I keep saying that. Yeah, anime. Okay. So it's yeah, a lot of Freddie May. No, Foundation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I seen him at the, at the summit as well. Yep. Um, don't know him per se, but I, I seen yeah. him there. So uh, what was said is that, uh, that they was missing some scholarship money or something like that. Yes. So um, I, I want to clarify that too. Um, so it's a scam, actually. That's, that's the word. It's yeah, scam. they call me a scam. That's yeah, the word. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you, I'm not are a, you a scammer. scammer. I don't. I don't I, I, 
I wish, I, not wish, I don't want to say that, but if I had the blood to wake up and be a scammer, man, I'd be rich. I wouldn't even be in Augusta talking to you right now, actually, probably. Yeah, you but, definitely um, would. I don't, None of the scammers ever be in Augusta. They're always on vacation. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be on some island somewhere. I, I mean, I really would probably be on the island, like, watching your, live, your podcast and just laughing or something. I don't know. But, no, I'm not a scammer. Um, Freddie Mae Foundation. So I met Chris a few years ago. I actually helped manage his first campaign um, when he ran for a student council. And I've always supported his initiatives to help the community, help the homeless, et cetera. Um, Freddie Mae Foundation, our agreement. So initially we had um, someone out of Atlanta that wanted to give a scholarship to somebody who, or they asked, was there any entities that was a part of the event that would, or any students or kids that would be there to get a scholarship? And mm -hmm. it was adult only event. So I knew there wouldn't be any kids, um, but we did ask if he had, if, um, Christopher had anybody in his foundation that would be deserving. So he told me that, you know, he did have like a few kids in mind that he mentors. Gotcha. Um, and we, well, I asked him, you know, has he ever done anything for scholarships before? And he said, they've been like, you know, like business stuff or whatever. But primarily what we agreed to do was after the Atlanta people backed out, um, and they backed out only because their partners had given out so much, like $20,000 at the time, and they would just say, wait for next year. Um, I'm a person that once I say we're going to do something or start speaking about it, let's go ahead and work through it. Um, I, we agreed to give a scholarship to whoever he would recommend, um, and it would be $1,000, and that would go directly to the school. They called me a scammer because they're saying that, or it was stated for what I've read, that we were going to do it. Um, through to the foundation. You don't give scholarships to foundations um, or like, you know, I don't, I'm not giving it to Freddie Mae, you know, I'm giving it to the child and it goes to the school. So we already contacted Kennesaw State and all that, forgot the process. We're just waiting for, um, and, and I haven't heard, I was shocked when I saw it because I hadn't heard from Freddie Mae Foundation's team at all. No emails, yeah, no calls, they, anything. They, they had put something out, I guess. Yeah, they put out a release, um, uh, but I hadn't heard anything. Like no one had reached out to me. No one called me. I think I'm blocked because I tried to send a message to Chris and it didn't go through as delivered. You know how I've I'm probably upset with you now. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, but don't be. Call me. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really an easy person to work with. Like I really, I don't have that blood in my body to like um, be negative. I don't. I mean, I hosted a whole event about mental health. Why would I be negative? You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't. So, I know. Now, I try not to use like, names. I'm, I'm human, so I will. You know, let me be clear because you know, uh, we, you know family, friends, we, you know, we, people always disagree, but I'm not, you know, call me. Kristen, call me. So, but, so the, the event was yours, it was you, you threw it, or you yeah, it ran through you. Or ZMG, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. ZMG. Mm -hmm. So, but the, the, the artists, did, were they supposed to get paid for performing or something like that? Yeah, I, I, so that's another story. In a movie too. I watched this morning, it said something like that, like Live. people didn't get yeah, I, so I, I didn't see the live, I got clips of it um, and screenshots and things like that. And um, I'll just say this about that. So we, we had an agreement um, that, because I, I, don't, I don't really talk too much about my business out, but, and I hate that some of that was shared out. But just so we can clear or be able, so I can say my story, uh, we had an agreement. The agreement was to take theory, but you know how events, events, things fall out, things happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, the sponsors, like, I had like three sponsors pulled out on me. I had to take care of people, flights and hotels and all that. And I just told you, I self-fund a lot of my stuff, right? So um, what I did communicate with the entity was that we need to, um, 
let's give me some time to clear things out for you or whatever. And they even overcharged, they overpriced it. And the, the, fee, the fee that they gave me was for the exterior of the event. We was going to have the big outdoor stage, mm-hmm. not for the inside. And so um, we just had to let legal go the legal gotcha. route with everything at this point um, because of the way that the conversation was handled. Um, this is, and, and mind you, like you said, I put everybody on, right? And so I was, I was willing to have these people be a part because initially our plans were not to have like a live band and all that stuff. We had DJ Waffles there, you know what I mean? What else would we need a live band for? Um, and, and the artist was willing to sing to tracks. Like most of them that agreed it was gonna sing to tracks anyways. But I love a live performance. Um, but one of the things for me is that I, how can I say this? I'm always putting people on. And so like, I haven't worked with this person for like the last three or four events or whatever, you know, and even like some of our corporate stuff that we've done, I'm always willing to help and put people on. I was disappointed when I saw how the live came out and Mm -hmm. what was being said, how it was said. Um, And the only reason why that person hadn't heard from me directly is because of of the aggressiveness of the conversation that was taxed to me. Gotcha. So at that point, we're like, you know, we, hey, can you, we asked to complete paperwork. You know, I, I didn't, um, let me say this, because I'm going to say, I, I didn't do agreements or contracts. We didn't have them signed up front, um, which is typically not a thing for, for me as a business person, um, but because it, was, it felt like family. Um, and so for me, um, what we did ask, though, for was to have it completed, and they denied completing the paperwork. But that's how I can get you clear Mm -hmm. right so it's like you know let's talk about it let's make sure that we let's let's have let's have moments where we can actually um work it out yeah and that's that's my biggest thing was like hey y'all didn't have to do all of this like you know all this because at at some point you're you're sharing false information and it's not fair it's not fair at all yeah my my own thing one effort live was more so like how do you feel about it once you saw it like whether it's true not true yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not here to investigate yeah yeah yeah, yeah, but um i did want to know like how do you feel about that being who you are and what you do and if that kind of affects whether you choose to continue to do things in augusta versus the Dallas or your Atlanta's or man, so uh, yeah, because um, you said it felt like family. If it it felt and it feels like I mean I have family here. I'm from this area. Like my family is really my family can be stretched across this country to be honest. Like if we really did did deep to my family roots. Like we come from you know back in the day they had 20 kids, 20 40 kids. Yeah, they were, it was kind of wild. My great there. my great grandmother was one of them. My grandfather had like 12 siblings, I think it was. Um, but so, um. As far as how I feel about Augusta now, that's a good question. I would never change. I would never change. I would never allow. And I think one of the things that was said, like I got rent out of different areas and it's like, no, that's not it. I like to move around and I like to move around because I, I believe in building my business and I have, you cannot, I can't reach Nevada if I'm in Georgia, unless somebody from Nevada comes to Georgia. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've always been willing to explore. My mother did really well growing up, making sure we travel to see the world or country. And, um, I've always been willing to live in other cities. So for me, it doesn't change how I feel. I feel, I felt disappointed in what I've heard um, because I'm, my phone does stay on D&D, so I'm not a phone call away, not my personal phone. Um, my personal phone stays on D&D, but you do have a way to contact. You can contact my business or whatever, reach me. But I feel like it just showed me who I can work with and who I can't. Mm. 
you know, in, in business, you're not going to get along with everything, everybody. Some things are going to happen. Some things are going to fall short. Things are going to just happen. I deal with it with clients with PR. They go through ish all the time. Um, but I'm going to continue to do what I need to do. I just told you that I felt like I was purposeful to do things here in Augusta. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, we're going to make sure that we continue to move forward. And we're going to take care of whatever we need to take care of from a business standpoint. That's never been a question of a doubt. Um, uh, but yeah, Augusta's home. I would never ban. From, from a personal standpoint, um, with, with a lot of like that and things that were said, you mentioned earlier, and I thought about this when you said it, I don't know why, but you mentioned earlier like legacy. Do you feel like it hurt you a little bit too because that's something somebody can kind of see as attached to you? Um, or they're trying to attach to you rather? It could have an impact on it. Um, it could have an impact on it, but I believe character always shows who you are when you're in a room. Character speaks for you when you're even not there. And so... Um, I think you share something like that on your Facebook page. You I probably have. I try to. And the I, most important thing on a, for, of a man is character. Uh, character is, is huge. Um, Marcus Garvey said that. I, we, I don't know if I share it. I don't know. I, I, share, I share a lot of statuses and quotes, but I will, say, I, I will say that's the thing for me. Um, so if, if someone ever had questions, I, I communicate with our people, like anyone in my network. Like everyone knows what... Everybody, everybody knew my situation before anybody knew anything, you know what I'm saying? Or before any live was happening because I try to, I'm very honest and open and transparent with a lot of things. Sometimes probably too open and transparent. But I will say this, I will say that um, if, it, if it impacts it, it's never something that can't be redeemed. Um, it's, it's never a moment where um, life can come back full circle. And then like I told you, like that person that's crawling, uh, crying about popularity, Keep going, because you just never know when you may meet that one person that could change your entire life. Um, and that's how I try to look at it. Um, did it, you know, have I, I have, some people have reached out to me and concerns about um, other things, like even so much of like my safety and things like that. Um, but I, I just, we all just continue to keep moving, pushing through. And let's oh. make some things shape. So uh, I, I, one of the things I also saw from that, and it's not necessarily about, the actual topic at hand was mm -hmm. that the jail report had reached out, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you this. I don't know. This is me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was charged with something or not charged. I don't know. I think it's very weird or strange for the jail report to reach out on that. Yeah, that was that was super weird. Um, it was scary. It was scary. Like I'm like, wait, because let me tell you why I was scared. Not even from a criminal standpoint. I was scared for more so like what's happening in my family that I don't know about. Um, you know, like did someone murder or get or killed or, or they're trying to verify my family's identity, you know, to get to me. And that was the first thing that came to my mind. And then it's like when I when I saw the email and I read it and it was sent when the email was sent to me and I read it, and I was like, OK, wait, no, this is about this situation. And I'm like, the general report, like, why would you reach out to me? And so I have been, just so we know, I have been in communications with them as well. And um, Well, you do PR, so I get that. It's just yeah. very strange for somebody not to be... Uh, convicted or charged with a crime, and they're reaching out. Like, I just I have my own my own takes on the jail report. I don't think they do the best for our community, in my opinion. Well, let me say this in reference to the um, what I've heard and, and and spoken to, or not spoken to, but we text. I do believe that like what they do. I, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I'm a fan of any publication, but not a fan of exposing people's, you know, yeah. issues or criminal things un until you are proven guilty, right? Um, but I do appreciate them for um, wanting to verify 
anything first um, and just kind of see what it is. And, 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 and the biggest concern I think that they had too was that, are you a scam or not? And it's like, no, I'm not a scammer. Like you I'm better, not. Better they put it in the article. <laughs> well, we we've I've I've sent um, I've proven the conversation of what we agreed to as well as far as like what we agreed to as far as like the scholarship and stuff. Um, because that was the thing. I'm not that. I'm I'm really not that person. Like I'm not. Number one, it's a child. It's a kid. I I was raised in a single parent household until my mom got married to my pops and. I know, like, when I remember how that felt when I wanted to go to Parsons and I knew that that was out of my range financially, you know what I mean? So I would never drag a child. And, and here's the thing. I don't think, they, well, the kids shouldn't know that they got the scholarship yet because the biggest thing that we actually said was we wanted to present it to them first and we wanted to make sure that the parents knew and all that. So that was the last conversation I had with the foundation about that. Um, and I've been waiting for them ever since. But... Like I said, they haven't reached out to me, so. Only thing I, I would think about is like with an article like that, you don't know what the title of it gonna be. You just know they're reaching out. So you, oh, they're yeah. getting your part, but you don't know yeah. the title gonna be. Well, that, that's something that we, you know, and one thing, I, it's, it's the unfortunate part about PR and, and working the PR side that we see that you can't always control every yeah. narrative yeah. or every story. Um, and I don't try to control it. I, I just hope that they will use their best judgment in reference to finding out and doing their due diligence to do the research they need to do to prove whatever they trying to prove or not prove. And I don't know if it's going to even be published or not at this point, but I will say this, that I do, um, it's nothing that I can't prove, if that makes sense. So like for me, I don't have a problem saying to anybody on live and say like, yeah, this is what happened. This is what I do. And I'm a, I won't draw innocent names into it, but you know, I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman, I'm about my ish, and I'm gonna take care of what I need to take care of. And, and uh, now, moving forward, um, that foundation entity, um, if, unless you know, their VP or someone wants to come and talk to me and sit down and have a, that conversation, um, we would have to have just you know, separations of ties at that point because we don't believe in doing things with, like without integrity like yeah. you got to move with integrity with everything you do and i think the piece of that was like hey come talk to me like have that conversation with, with me and or if you don't know how to reach me you know how to reach people that know me so i'm, I'm not hiding nowhere <laughs> like you know what i mean like i i go to you know i'm always in the city i'm always somewhere in the area not hiding so just come and talk to me and i'm on facebook and social media all the time you said the church was hiding you no, let's do that because no, let me let's let me tell you my church. First of all, my, when I was I went um, uh, missing one time, right? In in like you know it was years ago, and I wasn't missing. I was I, my mother; she was concerned, right? And so the church, I remember my, my pastor said, Zach knows exactly where he's at. I'm never hiding. I'm always available. Somebody knows where I'm at at all times. The church did not hide me. The church actually, they don't even know what's going on. Um, well, unless they got the, the live or something, they, they didn't even know. Um, and I'm not going to put my church name in it, but I mean, you do your research to find out, but like, um, no. And uh, if you want to find me, you, I, I'm not just at church. I have, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. Like I can get a call today and say, Zach, we need you to fly somewhere Tuesday and I have to get on a plane to fly. So Yeah, I mean you're a busy man, so I am. Just like Jamie. <laughs>
<laughs> but I can't tell my interviews. Jamie got one up on you. Just FYI, in case you hey, saw this. Yeah, interview. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm Team Z right now. You know what I'm saying? So Jamie got to, you know, do her thing. We Team Z and J. Yeah, I'm, I'm Team. Jamie. I'm Team her. She doing a good thing. If yes, you're in the city is. doing something good, I'm, I'm for you. I'm yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I think the next thing for for me is that we want to um, for like the classic soiree. So the biggest thing you made point earlier about the ticket pricing. I will say to you, like that was the hardest thing for me to even charge that amount. Um, that I charge for the you charge more. Well, my my mentor told me to charge more, and I was like, "Yeah, no, this is not the market where we can charge five hundred. You got to think like some of these people are like, dealing with fifteen hundred dollar admission fees mm. and places stuff like that." So I was like, "No, this is not." And and that too kind of put it did put a um, you know, I knew I I knew at that point that I would need support, and that's why we would reach out to the sponsors we reach out to. But um, yeah, in order to produce an elaborate event as it was intended to be you would need like you know but we our goal is to uh, preferably we can find supporters um from the community and not have to bring outside supporters in um and be able to push it for next year 2024 we expect for it to be super massive um where it needs to be and uh it won't just be only at that one location um it would be spread out throughout the so city. you plan on throwing another one there again next year yeah we're gonna keep it augusta yeah uh, we, we, we had we had we had i had some questions but if Augusta will if Augusta will want to experience a luxury a luxurious experience here, then I'm willing to do it. That's dope. He yeah. could just find you next year at the same place then. Yeah, that's true. But by then, I mean, he won't have no reason to find me. Hey, look, I, I think that uh doing events, especially events where you where there's money involved and, and there's a lot of people, a lot of hands in the pot, I think it's always somebody gonna feel like they slighted for somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. And I think uh, like you say, communication probably is the best mm-hmm. way. I, I do think, this is my personal opinion, I do think the moment you, like, go live and, uh, or if you start to be aggressive, mm-hmm. you kind of, like, halt any kind of uh, communication that can happen from, th- from then on because everybody not going to be in that type of time. Just for the protection of both parties. Like, yeah. you know, for me, um, so, like, one thing we do with our PR clients, anytime there's a disagreement with one of their affiliates and they will have something crazy going on and something goes left, like, at that point, we can't, like... You go to your legal attorney at that moment at that moment to take care of whatever because you don't want to put anyone in harm's way or in danger or it goes left unintentionally, right? You know, rightfully so. If you uh, if you're upset about something, I could be upset with you about something, right? And then next thing you know, I'm saying something, and I say one trigger word to you that ticks you off, and unintentionally it could bounce back to me, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we we don't want that. So at that moment, it was like let's just. Let's just communicate a different way. And so, um, but by that time, I think people, singers have been called and like, you know, all my partners. And then you start to arrest like people and partners of mine. And it was uh, innocent people got pulled into this that should not have um, gotten pulled into. And I uh, publicly apologize for them getting pulled into that because at this moment, you know, these people are, they, they, we all have the heart of gold. We just care, right? Um, you know, and I had, I flew people in, man, from one from Dallas and one from Houston with the intentions to say, hey, come to my city, come to my area, let show them what you guys can do as far as your support in the nonprofit sector, in the financial sector, or what have you. And that was like my little intro to the festival, the conference that we want to bring. Um, and so, you know, um, just when I heard all the buzz, and again, these are things I heard, right? So these are things that people are coming back and saying to me what people have said. No one yeah. has said nothing directly to me. 
um, just when I'm hearing all these things, it's like, yo, like this, this shouldn't have been this way. Like, you know, we are here for a purpose um, and we will continue to be here for that purpose. But, you know, you live and you learn. Like, I think, I think sometimes, uh, you know how they say money can be the root of all evil. Oh, and let me say this. It was also said too that the building was full of money. Um, and it may have been, but I don't know people's pockets. So, you know, one thing I do know, a lot of people didn't, um, a lot of people were invited, especially guests like you, you know, that didn't come. Yeah. See, I wasn't sure. I just thought I had $40. I was no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, and I, I mean, even people, I'm that guy, like, literally, like, you would call me, and, and folks, some folks that were in the room did this. Like, you called me and said, like, I can't afford it, but I want to come. Okay, let me work out something for you. Or just send this, or do that, right? Um, that's the type of guy that I am. Um, now, I can't promise you it will be that way all the time, because typically I have a whole group of people Um that are with me, my team, some of my team members that normally do help me with my events. And when they say no, it's I they they handle it right. And so, and that was also too like I didn't have all my people with me this time. And, um, gotcha. You know, it's like the like typically when I don't have them with, not typically when I don't have them with me, I miss them or I don't do nothing. Uh, one of them had got you know some people got married, folks lost loved Life. ones. Life happened, yeah. you know. And so next you don't expect the same type of response from people gotcha because it won't be me talking to you i um there you go i uh i wanted to ask you this like as a exit exit question mm -hmm. and stuff like that mm -hmm. but what are some new like fashion um trends that you're seeing maybe i i, I don't see it yet what's yeah. what's new what's the next thing in fashion and the next you thing in fashion bow ties um, coming back huh bow ties, ties coming back you know i don't think they are coming back but i think they are um they're ne they never went away. Bow ties never gone away. You go to Lionel Smith right now on Aiken, and like you can find your bow ties and pay like eighty dollars for a bow tie, right? Like eighty, ninety-five, where their price range is. Um, what's next in fashion? I think is people are more comfortable in their skin and in their um, sexuality, as I use that word, where we're seeing a crossover between genres and fashion. Um, so like oh, like like men when um, yeah, like you uh, know you nail polish. That, yep. Yeah, I be seeing that a lot now. Yeah, and then, um, you know, like a lot of men, like NBA players and stuff, they get a lot of slack because they would be seeing like with kilts on and people call them skirts. Like they're not skirts, they're kilts. It's a whole, you know, it's a Scottish, you know, Irish thing, right? Um, but I think for me, the one thing I want to see in fashion is uh, simplicity, sil simple silhouettes. So I want to go back to the old glamour, um, 1800s phase. I think that's where we'll be heading in spring or summer next year. Um, I also think, too, this is like one of my most scientific conspiracy things. I think it's hard to really detect where the industry will be heading in fully because of global warming. Like, you know, it's a lot of things changing. Um, we are looking for more sustainability brands, sustainable brands, um, brands that, you know, we can recycle, you know, things, people are making things from things they got in their house or, yeah. you know, materials that easy and helps our, our environment. We're really trying to help towards that. But, you know, that's that. I, I, that's the best I have for you with that. Right. The, the last question I have is uh, what era, because you mentioned the Roaring Twenties or all that, mm -hmm. like that, what decade you feel like had the best fashion? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to say my favorite was probably the 60s and the 70s. Um, that was the area that I feel like where like the afros and the bell bottoms. No, not past that. Just the creativity of it. Oh, okay. creativity of it. Like that was the area. You know, like when 
Everyone was free. That hairstyle they had. Every, everyone was free. No one cared about, they just wanted to look good, feel good, dance and like the, the night away. Um, you know, people with whoever they want to be with, nobody cared. But that was where most of your true designers were formed and breathed from the era. Like some of the designers that we wear, wear that we wear right now were created in that time span. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's my favorite era. Um, and you know, that's why I want to go back to that time, like where the 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 dresses were simple. It was just a simple chic dress the guys just had on a nice button down tailor fit blazer pants and they went out and they had a good time i think that's where we, my favorite time era has always been yeah, i like that mm -hmm. look uh it's a dope conversation man uh, i appreciate you. you coming through uh clearing up and then talking about your story i think that was the best part to me that's why to the end because I want I didn't really yeah. wasn't that big deal to me. I wanted to get your story out before anything. Yeah. But uh, just tell people where they can find you, where they can reach you at, right, and how to sure. get in contact. Because you said call Z a lot, so just give me a number, maybe. Yeah. No. 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 I don't give you my part. I don't get now. Uh, email that's, address. That's that's, a, that's one of the things. Let me tell you something right now. My my people will be like, why do you keep giving out? Especially my mentors. They're like, why do you keep giving out your personal number? Tell why they call you. I'll be in an event and I'm like. And I'll be thinking about it. I'm like, let me text you really quick. And I'm texting from my person. I'm like, oh, shoot, text me from my person. That's why my phone stays on D&D because people call me all day. And unless you're a paid client with a retainer, that's all we're going to get through. Um, but no, seriously, where you can find me at zmgglobal.com is our company's website. You can follow me on IAM Zacchaeus, Z-A-C-C-H-E-U-S. Most importantly, go to meetzac.com and it has all my links there, um, there as well. Um, the biggest thing for me to, I want to thank you for the podcast. Your podcast Appreciate is really you. good, like really dope. Thank you. Um, you really answer really, really great questions. But I want to leave this with this here. Um, any, and this is for the CSRA. So if you're watching another city and state, this does not reply to, apply to you. <laughs> but CSRA, call me. I'm willing to get into the trenches and help you develop whatever you need to have developed as your brand um, if you want to go to the next level. I'm really big on that. Um, we're all a work in progress. We're all trying to help ourselves become better at what we do. Um, I just like how I have to give advice to clients. I have people giving me uh, constructive criticism and feedback. And I'm never, you know, people that attend the soiree and all, the, all my events, they, they, they tell me they're good and they also tell me what they want to see next year and how they want to see it better. So we take that feedback, we implement it, and we make it better for next year. So um, the classic story, we are planning on bringing it back to Augusta 2024. ZM Trunk Show and Augusta Fashion would definitely be um, also something that we would be um, aiding and coming back to as well. And a couple other things that I'm working through. Um, and I need y'all to go to Dillard's in the Augusta Mall and go purchase these new fragrance brands, Joe Malone London and... Um, uh, perfumes de Marley, all to support your local areas. Like, people are really trying to invest a lot of money into this area mm -hmm. um, to give it to that next level. So, and the only way this gonna happen is if we stop spending our money in other cities and area and take our time to spend our money here and bring people here. And that's the goal for me. Look, man, I appreciate you. Lovely interview, Thank lovely you. conversation, Same. lovely jacket. You appreciate know it. Definitely I'll get you one. Jacket. I'll get you one if you, as long as you wear it. Or I'll get you a hat I, or something. I'm gonna wear it. Look at the one that says more than masters and like, you know, Make it, you know. Yeah, see, I might not. I might not get a hat. I might get a little perm and wear it. I might. I, mean, I might do a moonwalk. I might do something you never know. You know what I'm saying? We could do something. I might dance. <laughs> you know. Great interview, though. I appreciate. Nah, it. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate thank you for stopping by. All right, thank you. One of Masters podcast. We out. <laughs>